Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. We are very near the start of the season with I mean, two, three days to go until the season kicks off. And so we are going to make some bold predictions, as that is what everyone does before the season starts. Um, and generally talk about how the season's going to go, or how we think it's going to go. Um, so, Sam, do you want to do you want to kick off? Do you want to chuck chuck a prediction out there? Yeah, well, the thing with bold predictions is weird about it is you're sort of almost deliberately making predictions that aren't going to happen, isn't that? It's yeah. a strange sort of. Yeah, I guess uh, that you can have varying degrees of how bold they are. Would, yeah, would well, you say the, you've gone for? Have you got bold predictions, or you've got? Nah, just... I don't think they're that bold. But like, is the the nature of bold predictions is a weird thing, isn't it? Is sometimes you have an actual bold prediction, but when you're trying to make bold predictions. Yeah. Is often you find something you sort of think is going to happen and then just exaggerate it. I think that's what you've got to do. Yeah, that's the trick to this. Is you you find you think of you think something it's yeah good or something that's going to go quite well and then you just say it's going to be amazing or the other way around. So on that note, and I don't know how bold this is. I guess the fact that they've lost like eight million games over the last five seasons or whatever it is. I should have probably written this down before. I've got the Detroit Tigers oh, making the playoffs. I've literally got that mar- that on mine. I've got exactly the same thing. That is so boring. We've not checked it? them before this. <laughs> but that, I think that's quite interesting. We've got the same. I mean, I think that is bold. Yeah, because I mean, they... Well, it's a weird one. I, 77 wins last year to then make the playoffs is not a bold. And the reason I think it's quite reasonable is they were 37 and 34 in the second half of 2021. Yeah. Well, and also... Um, so they were on track to probably have Spence Torkelson and Riley Green, who were the four and five prospects, both like potentially like, you know, like central lineup hitters. And uh, I mean, Spence Torkelson's been announced. He's starting opening day. First Tiger to make his opening day debut since 2010. Really? Wow. Yeah. And that was Austin Jackson. Wow. And Scott Sizemore. legend. Austin Jackson and Scott Sizemore did it first centre field and second base, opening day 2010. Um, but yeah, Spencer Talking is going to be the first Tiger since that. And Riley Green would have, and I've just looked this up, I've literally just found this out, that he actually, um, two days ago, fractured his foot and is now up six to eight weeks. But both yeah, of them, I, I saw think he that. was even hotter in spring than Spencer Talkerson. But He was both, absolutely yeah. mashing it, yeah. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, really, really hot springs, and obviously these like incredible, like pedigree as hitters, hitting prospects. And I think, yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at it as well, and they both were like 900 OPS, like full seasons in the upper minors last year, over 900 OPS. So, I don't think it's often you get. I mean, they they're not going to have it as I said, he's injured, but he'll be back, you know, in the summer. But it's not often you get a team that will have two prospects like that, like hitting prospects. Like, both going up at the same time, pretty much. And um, No, I mean, I guess the flip side is they've been so bad for so long, they kind of deserve to have this, don't they? Yeah. But, and also, as you said, there are, like, last year, there were signs of hope, I think. Well, partly that some of their other prospects, like the pitchers, have actually already arrived. Yeah. And I don't think it's unreasonable to like 
imagine that a couple of those break out in a relatively big way this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Casey Mize doesn't really strike guys out in the majors so far, but he was obviously huge, a huge like talented prospect, like consensus number one pick. So I mean, he's basically at the at this point, you think he's like a solid, like slightly above average starter, maybe, and potentially at some point could break out into more. And if you, do if you see this uh, Tarek Skubal guy? Yeah. I mean, last year he pitched 150 innings as a starter. And Not very like, good innings, admittedly. Well, his ERA wasn't great, but he had 10Ks per nine and only he did have 2.8. A, a 5.1 FIP as well, though. Yeah, basically he gave up quite a lot of home runs, but his strikeout to walk rate was very good. Yeah, well, and the biggest thing is they've got Eduardo Rodriguez as well in the rotation. Yeah. And then also Javier Baez. I mean, as much as don't really like his approach at the plate and stuff, it's like that is a boost to them. Like that is just, it's not like they've... they've well, I mean, anything. yeah, they, they've he's, had a few few months where they've not put out like any league average hitters. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, you look at their, on their, um, on the baseball reference for their second base and shortstop last year, Willie Castro and Nico Goodrum. Yes. Both had OPSs of like, yeah, bad. Start, starting with six. Yes, I mean Willie Castro only like six twenty as well. It's like he's not he's not particularly close to seven. No. Uh, so I mean that that obviously is a huge upgrade, and I think like so like Candelario as well is like he's, I think he's basically died. He's basically turns out he's now a solid hitter. He's like solid enough. He's going to be. I think you can sort of expect him to maybe be a bit above average. I mean, he had a great year in 2020 and sort of followed up with a solid year last year. 42 doubles, actually. Yeah. I, the, part of it in my prediction as well, though, is that I, I the AL Central is still really, really bad. Um, and that's quite a lot of my basis for them, having them as a playoff team is, well, so I don't think they're going to be better than the White Sox. But the White Sox are also not going to be like a complete juggernaut. Yeah, I think um, as we said before, just for the podcast, it's like the White Sox. You feel like are they're sort of framing themselves at the moment as one of these teams that has talented players but is not very well run. I think. Yes, um, and I, yeah, I mean, giving away some prospects and deals, and then yes, so, some some not particularly bright decisions I think have been made there, um, and then obviously like. Well, Cleveland is like going to be okay-ish, probably. But like, you wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers were better than them. I mean, they've basically already said they're probably going to chase Jose Ramirez. Or, well, I've seen a headline and stuff like that anyway. I've not really looked into it that much. But yeah, I mean, I think it's quite likely they trade Jose Ramirez this year in the during the season. And I don't know. Outside of him, there's. They've got Shane they've Bieber, got I guess. They've, got, they've still they got, pitching. got pitching. They always have pitching, but they never bother. They don't want to spend any money, so they don't get any hitters. Like their lineup yeah. is could be like if you if they do trade Jose Ramirez, they might end up with like the worst lineup in in the sport. Um, because they've got some other some of the other guys behind, like Tristan McKenzie, is still like quite an exciting young pitcher. Plezak and uh, Aaron Savali and stuff. Quite a few of them have had like really good periods as major league pitchers, I think, um, or have like. A degree of upside so they could have a really good rotation but like that's not that's not a great team uh the royals obviously are still in just kind of the depths of a rebuild really yeah not quite the depths but you know it's not and they're not going to be good are they i mean who I, but 
Yeah, moving on to um, uh, are the other team in the division, the Twins. I don't really know. I don't know what to make I've, of them at all, to be honest. I've got a year. Twins-related prediction. Oh, have you? That? Yeah, on go that. on then. Let's have that. Um, Carlos Correa gets traded for at least one top 100 prospect before the trade deadline. Okay, so basically the Twins are not that good. And then uh, they... I think the Twins might be worse than not that good. Their rotation, I know they've got Sonny Gray, but that's about it. There's this Joe Ryan guy who I think is like, I think he's just coming into the majors. And it's like, okay, yeah, that maybe he has, they need him to have a really good year rather than like it's a luxury. Then there's just like not much else going on there with the pitching stuff. The offense is like, well, yeah, they've got Carlos Correa and Jorge Polanco's been good. Very dependent on Byron Buxton, who basically doesn't actually stay on the field. If he gets yeah. hurt again, you're suddenly in a like, this lineup is mainly Carlos Correa and with not like great pitching, that's not a good formula. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're not. It's weird, isn't it? Because a couple of years ago, they were so good. I mean, offensively, at least. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how. I mean, they, I feel like that. I, w- I wasn't expecting to be that good at that point. So maybe this is just more of who they are anyway. We obviously don't have Josh Donaldson anymore either. I mean, there's a chance that it does come together in a bit of a way and like they get a big year from Kepler and Sanchez figures some stuff out and they've got uh, Kirilov, obviously. Um, and Oshella, I kind of forget they've got Oshella after all the stuff that went on. But I, I don't know, I, I still look at that team as like, they're more likely to be further out of it than in it at the deadline and then they trade Korea. Yeah. And that would actually be like a really good deal for them, wouldn't it? As they get to like the good PR of making their signing. And then I mean if he's available, someone will give up like silly amount of stuff for him. Yeah. What's his contract? Is he three years? But with opt outs after each year. Player opt outs. Yeah. Yeah, although that makes him a bit less valuable, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean but there's also a chance someone, he's like the MVP favourite, and then it doesn't like. Yeah, doesn't someone matter. someone will give up a top 100 prospect for him. Um, yeah, that is an interesting one, though, isn't it? Tra- a trade based prediction. I've not actually got any of those. No, because they're kind of stupid, I guess. It's probably a good idea to not do those because it's just like there's a predicted number of variables in that. It's fun, isn't it? That's what this is all about is making predictions that. You could even see him get traded and then he gets the contract as an extension that he wanted in the off-season. Yeah. So say he is like the MVP favourite at the deadline and a team wants to trade for him but they don't want him to then walk at the end of the year. That They then give him like his nine-year deal or something. They basically agree with him that you opt out and we, yeah, we pay you big time. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, I could see that. It goes to a big market. I mean, it goes to Dodgers for time probably. Yeah, all right. I don't the like Dodgers, it so much then. The Dodgers training for Gavin Lux. Yeah. And Dustin May, and then give him like $500 million contract or something. Yeah. Or, I nearly put this, but I thought it was too ridiculous. Or the Astros trade for him. How does that work? What do you mean? I don't know. I, I can't see it somehow, but... No, no, neither could I. That's why I didn't put that down because I thought it was just too much. Yeah. But like, they they would be quite funny. It's possible they're under like a little bit of pressure this year. 
you know, if the Angels get stuff together and the Rangers yeah. like aren't a, a although the, I think the Rangers are still going to be bad. I mean, this is we're going. This is not on my list, but this is a. So I don't have to make saving committal, but I think the Rangers are going to be bad still. Well, they're not going to lose a hundred games. The Mariners are going to be good. But uh, that's that's not one of my predictions. I think they're going to be relatively good. They just won right. ninety games, and but then they've added look, Jesse did you look Winter. At their, have you looked at their like run differential stuff last year? Yeah, but this happened to them a couple of years ago, didn't it? Where it was like, oh, they've they've completely fluked it, and then they managed to do it again. Yeah, but I, it's they're funny because like, you look down their roster and like their stats, like their starters and stuff from last year, and no one was good really. Like a couple of people were okay. Well, they also just said Julio Rodriguez is going to be on their opening day roster. Yeah, that that's going to make a difference. I think they're upwardly mobile because they've got Rodriguez and Kalinic there. I wouldn't be completely stunned if Eugenio Suarez has like a bounce back with them. And then it's like Winker, Hanniger, Suarez. Oh, I for- forgot about Kalinic, actually. Yeah, Kalinic, and they've, they've actually, got Adam Kalinic, Frazier Julio as well. Rodriguez. That is... Yeah, and um, Logan Gilbert... Um, and they signed Robbie Ray, who just won the Cy Young. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think that's a, I think there's a chance that's a team that like is is pretty good. And if the Astros drop off a little bit, they're under, they put them under a bit of pressure. Yeah, I mean, actually, maybe we can move on to one of my predictions there as well. Actually, we're talking about the prospect stuff and our opening day because that's now. I think you don't get this very often. It's, it's quite nice to see it. Obviously, the it's almost been, become expected of like the service time manipulation. Yeah, I don't because they tried to change stuff in the CBA, the players to like stop that as much. Is that did they do something about that? We, is that why we're something this? got tweaked with it? I think I think something which, did get tweaked. Maybe that's with partly it. why we're seeing this now, which is just good for the sport. I think as well because you've got these teams that are not expected to be that good, but there is a chance these like like incredibly highly rated prospects like just have an amazing year. And I've got on mine. So one of mine is Bobby Witt Jr. is an all-star in his first season. Well, that's, I mean, he's he's one of these like ultra, ultra highly rated prospects, yeah, he's, isn't he? Yeah, he's the number one. He again, similarly How many players to, have uh, done that? I was trying to look it up earlier. I think Peter Lonzo did. Judge. Uh, did Judge do it as well? Well, I guess that's the thing with Judge. Is that quite a lot of them in their rookie year, they did it. Like when they won rookie of the year. But they come up the year before, like Judge was came up and wasn't very good the year before. Oh uh, yeah, so we sort of had a little bit of a warm up. Yeah, I think Bryce Harper did it. He obviously he had an amazing rookie campaign. And but yeah, I like I I was trying to find this earlier because I thought that'd be interesting, but I couldn't find a really like definitive list. But there's like a, it's a few, but it's not that common. Um, also, like he's on a team he, where he could be their best player yeah, and they don't actually the have a deserving with, all-star. With that rule, is they might know everyone else deserving. Um, but he is, he is also another one of these guys, like Torkelson and Green, um, who had like a, a full year in the upper minors last year with like a 950 OPS. But he also plays shortstop. So it's quite a good combination. Yeah. I mean, he's it's very exciting they've got like that on the way you kind of need it these franchises don't you occasionally yeah um but it's like at this point there's like there's so much like possibility for like fans of those teams and stuff 
because it is occasionally you get prospects like that come up and then it is like okay it like changes the course of the franchise or sometimes they just they struggle for their first year maybe they you know slowly build up second year are like a decent-ish player and maybe some point later in their career they'll re- realize that like potential previously or sometimes they won't well like vlad vlad jr was slow to get going wasn't he and then yeah, you know he's he now a, really good yeah it's not an taking insane him too season yeah um but then sometimes you will get top prospects like that like like uh well matt see matt moore the pitcher previously uh raised and then the giants he was i think he when i've looked he was like number one prospect for like multiple years in a row or something before he came up yeah and he was he was never like never that, that good no um so yeah i mean it can obviously go the other way as well but it's yeah i think it's it's exciting having these guys coming up on opening day as well because the other thing is the difference between having them come up on open di- opening day and then come up a couple of months later is as the kind of cliche of opening day of it is really everyone does sort of have a chance. It's like there's all the projections and stuff, but a couple of teams every year kind of beat their projections by quite a bit. And particularly if you've got your young prospect up and it's like actually even the projections don't really know what they're going to do. It, it, there is that kind of they, they could make you you're actually a good team. They could make you into a team, a lot better team than you're expecting to be. Whereas if they come up, you know, like two months into the season, it's like, okay, we've already lost loads of games. It's sort of, no matter how good they are, we're not going to be in the playoff race. It's just better for the spectacle as well, isn't it? Yeah. Beyond like the practicalities of their actual record. Because I mean, like with the Royals, he would have to be like really special for it to like be properly transformative. Yeah. But but just it's just more fun having them there from the start particularly with the fact that it's always they've been sent down under a cloud of we all know what you're doing it's it's not like when someone naturally is due comes up in june or july when you get this like they've fiddled it so like you see it often we've seen people like smashing it in spring and then they get like hidden away in the minors for a month or so oh this is really rubbish just kind of creates bad feeling between everyone involved i think and yeah. you, having less of that is good, I think, really, for the sport. It's not, well, I guess that's not a really controversial angle. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I do wonder if it's a thing with the, the CBA, for some reason, teams have changed their mind about that, because it, it did feel like guys like that on a like non-competitive team, there was just, there's no chance that come starting opening day. But now we're getting, there's a lot of that happening. They did change something on that. I just can't remember exactly what yeah. it was. It's it's good outcome anyway from the CBA. Yeah. Do you want? Do you have another one of your predictions to go with? Um, okay, I guess I ch- I'll check another one out there. We've we, we've not got any natural segue here. Um, uh, okay, I've got Blue Jays are going to win the American League East. Yeah, I don't think that's that bold. I mean, that's. I don't. I don't think that's one of the most bold ones. But I do think also. I mean, obviously the Rays for their. The Red Sox, who. Basically, have an incredible lineup. I've got the Red Sox. One Thank of my you. bold ones is they're under five hundred. Jesus. Um, partly along the kind of link to what you've said is I think the 
Blue Jays going to be amazing. I think the Yankees are going to be probably like around where they were last year or maybe better. Um, and the Rays always find a way to be that good. The Red Sox, I know they added Story as well, but that's still quite a top-heavy lineup potentially. Um, loads a bit of a question mark over like Bobby Dalbeck if, if he's like going to, because if he's how he was for parts of last year, then he's like not a very good hitter. Um, and then the pitching, there's just like not anything there. They lost Eduardo Rodriguez, and they picked up was it Rich Hill and James Paxton? Oh yeah, that's not that's that's not any any security there is there at all. And yeah, I'm just like I, I I feel like all it takes is one of their like offensive stars, um, and there's more injury stuff with Chris Sale, but like all it takes is like one of their offensive stars to be a bit cold, or just have like a slight down year, and they're suddenly like maybe not very good. There's yeah. like pitch it when you when you just got like weaker pitching. To me, it's just like less of a margin for error. Yeah, I I think as well, which is maybe not the way it always pans out is when I'm looking down a roster is the upside as well is you have, you can very clearly see how things are going to go wrong here. I don't see a lot about how it can go like really well. You feel almost like the, um, that the floor is a lot lower than the ceiling is high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, with Boston. Yeah. I don't know. I, the thing I mean, I've got is like I ninety-two wins last year felt a bit like fluky. Yeah. Um and I just I, I think their division has got stronger around them, if anything. Um and I could see them dropping off. I know that's a long way to drop to get to five hundred ish. But then, you know, it doesn't take much, does it? It's like one injury here or there, and then another guy has a bit of a down year. Um, and you suddenly like, oh yeah, actually they, they end up winning like eighty games. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I think they are probably they probably look like the fourth best team out of those. Yeah, that's what I was going with. And I know the Jays were fourth with ninety-one wins last year, but that's not normal. Like that's very unlikely that's going to happen again. Yeah, because well, also they have. I mean, they've traded for Matt Chapman after you had a down year. I mean, I expect him to bounce back as a hitter. And if, you know, he's just an amazing defender anyway. But all their guys that are there already, their hitter, hitters that have been really good, are young. So, if anything, I don't know that... I, I always like to say quite a lot about guys having career years probably won't again. But I think there's an exception sometimes if you're, like, yet that young and you're in, like... Your career where it was, like, your, your second year or something. It's like... yeah. Sometimes maybe the third year could be better than that, I feel like. Well, it's about trajectory, isn't it? Yeah, particularly these, these young guys as well. That are like Vladimir Guerrero's got, I mean, he's probably not going to be do better. I mean, he, but he could, that's why he could. I mean, he hit 48 bombs, but he, he could be. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just as good again. He's probably like expected to be. And like Bichette, you know, like those sort of guys, I think they could. Well, and then they signed Kikuchi. I, I don't love the Gaussman contract, but like as a, they've just added Kevin Gaussman. If you don't look at the number he's being paid and the years, yeah. Ryu Gaussman, Berrios, Kikuchi, Alec Manoa, and uh, I think they've got other young arms I, kicking about. I didn't realise they'd got Kikuchi actually as well. That's still quite a good one, isn't it? Yeah, they've basically built a rotation there, which is like a 
feels like it's very solid, at least. We're also with upside there, I think. Yeah, so I, I, I quite like that one. I, I think that's like, yeah, I, I don't think that's particularly controversial. I'd have no. them as my favourites for sure in the division. No, I'd say that was my least bold out of them. Also, because they won 91 games last year, even though they were yeah. fourth in the division, is like, well, they, they might not need to win that many more to win the division anyway. Their Pythagorean win loss last year was 99 and 63. Like as well. The opposite of the, uh, the Mariners. Yeah. That's partly just because they have an absolutely obscene offense, isn't it? As they're just scoring a ridiculous number of runs. Yeah, and I think, I mean, even though they've lost, so they've lost Semien and his 45 bombs, obviously, but, but they've added Chapman. Probably not quite as much as an offensive threat as Semien. Um, but the pitching, I think, is definitely a lot better. I mean, they've still got, I guess they've still got Rio, haven't they? They've given him a huge contract. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, Robbie Ray, obviously, last year was incredible. But I, yeah, I don't... Robbie Ray, I don't know. As as Cy Young winners go, I'm not particularly high on him. Well, I think when it comes to losing and when they've got, they've now got Gaussman and Kikuchi in there, I don't know, I feel pretty, I feel pretty solid about that. Yeah, and, and obviously um, extending Barrios. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty huge. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I think that... The other thing is, well, all those guys being like veterans and stuff, if they're fit, you feel like they are going to... No one's going to stick the place out, are they? At least. No. And you, you could have all those guys who are just like steadily like in the freeze. And... And like that wouldn't wouldn't be surprising. That's like and that would be incredibly dominant. That's how they win like 110 games or something stupid. If they yeah. if they get anything close to that from this rotation with their lineup, yeah, it's possible. The only thing is just that they got a relatively difficult schedule because of their division that makes you think they're less likely to do that. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so we've done okay. So we've done their AL East. Our um, yes, a prediction each. Um, we've done the Tigers. We both had the Tigers. We've had rookies, Bobby Witt. Correa getting star, traded. Correa getting traded for you. Okay, I've got two left on my list. How many have you got that we haven't done? I've also got two. Okay. Who, who, do, you, do you want to go or shall I go? All right, I'll go, I'll go first. I've got Chris Bryant bats over 320. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So he's basically always been a better contact hitter than Nolan Arenado. And Arenado had quite a few years in the, like, threes. And he was up at 315 one year. Um, yeah. And that, that's, ba- that's a very simplistic basis for it, but that's it, really. Yeah, I mean, it is... Even though it's got the reputation of power, it is, like, the difference, I think, in batting average we're playing at cause is actually bigger. I think it's like, it's basically the perfect place to hit for average. Yeah. And yeah. An enormous mean, outfield. And he is, yeah, he's just a very talented, like contact hitter, isn't he as well? 
Yeah, so maybe that's not even that bold, to be honest. It feels... I, I mean, although get although 320 is basically... Basically, what you're saying is Chris Bryant going to win the batting title. Yeah, it's a half decent. Although, Aaron Ardo I don't think won a batting title, did he? I guess because LeMahieu was busy winning LeMahieu them. was there doing, winning it every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I always quite like that. It's like a fantasy thing as well. If guys that have just gone to Colorado, I feel like... Yeah, I mean... People obviously judge them on their numbers at the moment, and it's like they're they're going to go up, probably. So, yeah, he's going to post some silly, silly numbers. I think there. Yeah, and then just lose all the time. But I guess, I guess maybe it's worth it. A lot of money, and you get to live in Denver. I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Um... What have you got for? Have you got anything for that division? And our West, I do actually. Yeah, I, yeah. I mentioned I've got one Giants one, of course. I mean, you stayed away of from course. the Giants, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so I've got Brandon Bell to be top three in the National League MVP. Wow. I mean, that's very dependent on health, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. But I think if he's healthy, then you know, it's almost a certainty. Yeah, I mean, the if healthy thing is is quite significant, isn't it? Yeah, but then again, most time he's not healthy. It's just because he keeps gets hit by the ball or just something like that, isn't it? Or gets. He um... actually played 156 games in 2019. I didn't realize that, but not well because he was dealing with other stuff, wasn't he? There were health issues. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is that look at his numbers. It's never that impressive. But I mean, it's like when we followed it closely. It's yeah, a lot of the time he's. Over the last few years, he's ended up playing through injuries or like had concussion and stuff because he's been hit in the head. And then it's basically like when he's had a, any spell where he's not been dealing with some sort of injury, he's he's basically like one of the best hitters in the National League. Well, yeah, the one sixty OPS plus last year. Yeah, yeah and that there's... was even that even got injured. He was even injured quite a bit last year and missed time. Ninety-seven games, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that I, that is very bold given his career track record. But it I can't see where you're coming from. It's just there's, yeah, I'm not sure I believe in him being healthy enough. Um, he he's not that. So that year, 2019, he played 156 with a 97 OPS plus, which is obviously bad for a first baseman. He's not played more than 112 games other than that since 2016. Yeah. But this year, he will this year. And this then... goal will change. And it's, it's, it, you can claim like the walk here motivation as well because he took the qualifying offer. Yeah, exactly. Although, but I, I, as the thing is, I think it's not. It is literally down to just is he going to get hit in the head this year? Um, <laughs> yeah. It seems well, to mostly be how it works. Appendicitis as well. Is appendicitis one year? Yeah, I think he got hit. I think he broken his hand. He was really, really hot. Like actually, in the MVP conversation a few couple of years ago, like. Just had a month where he had like a 1.5 OPS or something. Maybe not quite like that, but you know, it was 1.2 maybe. And then just got hit in the hand, as he does. Breaks his hand. Was out for ages. Then came back and was like hot again, I think. And then got appendicitis. Yeah. After like a week or two weeks or something of being back. And so it's just like, right, yeah, it's... It's not like aging stuff. It's literally just random, like freak incidents. Um, but you know, 
Maybe you will just never have the luck. But the other thing is last year, actually, I think he... So I'm just going to get this up. So I'm not a good way to get it up. So I think Moses Cree has actually been a bit splitty. Okay, he was actually last year as well. Okay. Was that your point? Is that you just you just defeated your own point before I you made my own it? Point. He was still he was still good against lefties, but he was just absolutely ridiculous against righties. Yeah, like like a like a six twenty nine slugging against righties. I mean the thi- well is the important thing here though to maybe make your point for you is the eight three two OPS he had last year against lefties with how the Giants have run is enough for him to play against lefties a lot. Yeah. Which, because um, that's the key as well. If he's, if he's going to win every pitch, he'll have to um, be starting against lefties sometimes. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay, so here we go. So 2020, when he was actually really good in 2020, 551 OPS against lefties. Yeah, that's not it. Um, so, yeah, basically last year he could. But that's a really small sample, though. It was, yeah. Because, um, I mean, he only played 50 games or 51 games or something. It was, yeah. That was 32 play appearances. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not a lot, is it, really? No. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have that much in the NL West. I kind of feel like I'm at... Dodgers is going to be the best. Uh, the Padres roster looks like really strong again but then there's no Tatis to start with and they haven't solved the Hosmer Myers mess that they've got themselves in the, the, they've been, I swear they've been that mess since they signed Eric Hosmer yeah the, the mess was actually giving him the contract um, <laughs> and I I mean and then this rotation I'm seeing lots of the the kind of viral as baseball Twitter goes things about their rotation again and it's like well yeah uh, yeah sort of but he's got Snell and Darvish in there. But the thing was, both of those guys were not as good as they were meant to be last yeah. year. That's hasn't what I'm worried Snell, about. That. Hasn't Snell actually now been not great? Like, since he won the Cy Young, he's basically not been good. Well, and they've also... You've got Clevenger now coming off an injury. I basically forgot they had him. But, like, he's not pitched in ages. And the Manaya thing's kind of exciting. Um, but I, I'm very much with, like, their whole team. I just... I need to see it. Yeah. I, I I just I find it hard to have much faith in them. Loads of projections are obviously quite high on them again, um, but like I really need to actually see them be like a a really competitive team because the yeah going thirty seven and twenty three in twenty twenty I I just don't care about that at all. It just that doesn't interest me. It doesn't tell me anything about how good this team is. Um, so I. I have like I don't really have a take on whether I think the Giants or the Padres are going to be better. I know the Padres rosters way better on paper, but they were twenty eight games behind the Giants last year. Like yeah, I, they're, they're I, not I going to be sub five hundred, and I don't think the Giants are going to win over a hundred games. So it's like I think there's a good chance they meet maybe a like eighty eight or something or ninety. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I think the Giants could be better. Now, I think the other day I said they were going to be close, but I don't know. I think you've you've taught me into them. The Padres are just not not good. What if they talent wise they should be though? What moves have they made this year? What do you mean? Well, What's they got Manaya. Oh yeah, they just got Manaya. 
which is kind of good. They've but got Jorge Alfaro. That's exciting, isn't it? But again, Manaya is another pitcher that had that was good a few years ago and has. I mean, this is where it. Makes oh, Luke a Voigt. If, that was one of the big ones recently. They got Luke Voigt. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, Cosmo so doesn't play at all. I don't know. Well, they got the DH now. I suppose the idea. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. I not having Tatis is obviously like quite a thing as well for the start of the year because that's not like the first week he's missing. It's longer than that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's massive for the offense. Really. Yeah, they'll make fewer errors though, I guess. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's... Have we got time for one final prediction? Yeah, we've got we've got a bit of time. We've got about ten minutes, but less than ten minutes. So, we were saying that the AL Central still sucks. Yeah. My prediction is. Two teams in the NL Central will lose 100 games. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know how often that has happened. I did have a quick look. I'd see the try and find it, but I couldn't really get anything on it. It must be something you can search relatively easy on baseball reference. But um, so the Reds, everyone knows they've they've just deliberately burnt everything down. Um, Joey Votto is still there. Tyler Malley is still there. I think that's how you say it. don't know. Um, the Pirates already lost 101 games last year, and it seems quite likely they're going to trade Brian Reynolds before the end of this season. Yeah, the, the Pirates are not trying to win, to, well, I, to lose less than 100, I think. I think they, they seems like they will be quite actively pissed off if they win more than 60 games, to me. That's, that's the impression I'm getting for what they're doing. Um, well, they, they're one that did send down their prospect, didn't they? They sent O'Neill Cruz down to much much fume across oh, Facebook yeah. and Twitter. Um, their rotation has Jose Quintana in it, uh, which as a th- on its own is not a bad thing, but like he's he's listed at the top of it. Um, you know, that doesn't seem amazing. M- maybe Mitch Keller becomes the guy. I'd, that would be cool. Like they kind of need that to happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt over them. And then I don't know. The Cubs signed Suzuki and they signed Stroman. But then other than that, I'm not sure what you're meant to believe in on that roster. Like, And even Suzuki, yeah. like we spoke about before, don't know. Oh, Wilson Contreras, but he's a prime trade candidate as well. Yeah, he's surely getting traded. And it's just like, I don't know, like that, that seems like that could be a really bad team. What else have they got, actually? The only thing that makes me think about this is there's three teams there that could be bad. Yeah, they might end up taking enough games off, off each other. other. So I thought about yeah. going like three, lose 95 or more. They might all just be between like 95 and 100 because they, they accidentally keep beating each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that is the tricky thing with that, is that they are too bad. They play each other a lot. You might the end up with the Cardinals I'll... winning a lot because I don't think the, the Brewers, I mean, you might end up with the Brewers winning loads because I'm not convinced the Cardinals are going to be that good. Although maybe they end up with a good uh, record from just I'm playing just, those guys. Well, I'm just not having it with the Cardinals though. I'm just not having it. No, they just what? they always they always like uh close to the wild card or make the wild card forever. That's how it works. Yeah. Are this, this year they've they've just bought back Albert Pujols. They are literally going for just the like the the goodbye tour with Pujols, Wainwright and 
No, I know. I, like, I looked at their roster the other week for something I was writing, and it was a bit like, yeah, I don't know about much this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I still came to, I think their line was set, like their win total line was in the mid 80s. And yeah. I just looked at their division, and it was like, that is a lot of yeah. games that they should be getting quite easily. Yeah. They, they do also have Nanaldo and Paul Goldschmidt on the corners. And I don't know. I mean, and Tyler O'Neill. They've not been as good the last couple of years, but. Yeah, those are some. But they're awesome still, players, aren't, they? aren't they? Yeah. And I think the thing I've got with the Cardinals as well is just like this such ridiculously long track record of just being an above 500 team. And then you give them three teams in their division who aren't trying to win. Yeah. I I don't know. I think they, they could be a bit behind the Brewers, though, I reckon. I think they'll be behind the Brewers, but I think they'll still win loads because of how bad the yeah. other teams are. So like, Not I'd necessarily have... from actually being that good a team themselves. I'd back them for the wild card because of that is like yeah. Um, I mean the wild card's even easier now as well, isn't it? So well, yeah, and they made it last year. And you think even compared to the NL East, like the Marlins are the fourth best team in that division. They're a lot better than any of the other three that they've got in the Central. Yeah, and I mean, just talking about the East, I think we've we've got very little time left, so I've got one last prediction on here. Just because I don't think we can have a podcast without a bit of this. I mean, you know, you might know what's coming, Sam. Probably, yeah. I've got a good idea. I've got the, so I've got a prediction about the Phillies. Although I'm not just saying they're going to be terrible. Um, I think they're going to lead the majors in home runs, but still miss out on the postseason. Right. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that that would make a lot of sense with you know literally everything I mean, that they've they, done they've with their team. They've literally decided that we're just going to have a load of power hitters that can't catch a ball. Um, and I don't know about their pitching still. I mean, Zach Wheeler was really good last year. Aaron Nola's kind of reliable, but I don't know. Are they are they still going to be using like Zach Eflin and Vince Velasquez? Is that still a thing, or are they gone now? Uh, Zach Eflin's still there. Don't know about I don't know about Big Vincey. I mean, Vince Velasquez got started 17 games for him last year. And he's he's literally he never now? been good. I oh, know, he's with the White Sox, so he probably isn't okay. going to start that many games for them. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, they've got Kyle Gibson now knocking about, but it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean, don't know about he, that. He had, he had one good year, didn't he, last year? I mean, and he's now well, very, it's, very it's old. It was half and... a year, wasn't it? Wasn't it half a year yeah. that was good? Even with their lineup, to be honest, is so they've got the top half is all sorted. Now at the bottom, they're suddenly just into like Diddy Gregorius is still going to be getting loads of at bats. Yeah. Although I do, I think that kind of goes as well though with the, I think Diddy Gregorius playing at that ballpark. I think that kind of goes with he could hit a lot of bombs, but but have like a like a below average OPS, and have like minus twenty five outs above average or something. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I nearly put this, but I thought it was too cruel. I nearly had them as fourth in their division. They're like, somehow the Marlins are better than them. You see the Marlins I'm... picked up two relievers from the Orioles. Oh, have they? I have not didn't see that. But also the Marlins as well. They they obviously have to... They are, they are just a young team, aren't they? They've got a lot of these like exciting players. I mean, the, I look at that right there. They, they played a lot of guys that weren't that young last year. But they have... Jesus Sanchez has been confirmed as their... Everyday center fielder. Yeah. So like him, and obviously Jazz Chisholm, and there's other guys around. And their pitching, their potential pitching depth is like... 
I'm probably too far. I'm too far this way, but I would always take the team where you look at the pitching and think, yeah, that rotation could be like really dominant. I'd, I'd rather be in a position where you were relying on like breakouts with at the plate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we just, where Miami is a little bit, but like not completely. They've got quite a few. I mean, they've got Avisel Garcia was like a nice pickup for them. I think they have got a few short things. Yeah, we are. Anyway, we are, we do need to finish now. Um, yeah, just glad to get a little bit of Phillies bashing in at the end because uh, it's tradition, isn't it? It's tradition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening to this. If you, anyone is still listening, and um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about baseball some more when this is happening as well. Um, so yeah, see you then. <laughs> when the season actually starts, yeah. Yeah, God, I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. First, was it? I mean, it's starting at the weekend as well, or just for the weekend? All, all early games. But anyway, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>